So, um, somebody the other day told me, hey, I listen to your podcast. Um, <laughs> I like Marikai. <laughs> okay. And I was like, who is Marikai? <laughs> they were like, the podcast. And I was like, yeah, but I don't remember talking about Marikai. <laughs> Did she think I was gay? I need to know. What? Did she think I was gay? Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody, every person. People were like, the gay guy is so funny. Because I've had a few friends that have made comments. It's weird that people never say the guy is funny. It's the gay guy is hilarious. I don't yeah, know why people like, that's insist a on identifying that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people, Aww. for some reason, they feel obligated to I, throw in it. You know, I don't really even care. I mean, because I get mine. But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I just think it's weird. I mean, I don't know. But it's kind of like when I'm at work and I'm like, I hate when people identify me as the black doctor. And I'm like, dude, there's so many other ways you can describe me. Why do you have to put that in there? I think from years of being called like the fat guy or that fat guy over there or Whatever you know, you kind of get well, used to being labeled. That? Every, you know what? I think being chunky is like fair game for people. Okay, but how about large and huge? <laughs> yeah, no, being overweight seems to be like fair game. No one tries to hide it. Like, hey, look at that that big guy over there. You know that guy? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of different ways to identify me. I mean, granted, none of them are uh, flattering, but uh, I'm getting used to it. So you this whole nice thing, sensitive. <laughs> That's what people say, but you don't have something nice to say. You're like really searching. You're but like, you have a nice smile. You do have a nice. Sure. No, he does, but no, he does. Oh, I thought you said no, he it's doesn't. One but thing. When, no, but when, you, when she said it, I immediately thought like that's when you're really digging deep. Somebody a compliment. That was just natural though, because I'm just like, you have a nice smile. I appreciate that, Trey. You have a nice everything. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My mom says that too. Aww. I think she's lying, but it's Aww. fine. So. People have asked, and usually when people ask me questions, I send them over to Daniel. Shout out to DTO Photography. Daniel's the guy who maintains our website for us, and he does an outstanding job. And great, great. It was a great job. And clap Thank for you, Daniel. That sounds sarcastic. People who know us, who I've run into, who know of Meraki Social Circle, compliment me on the website. People say, yo, it looks like you guys really put a lot of time and effort. And I'm thinking like, well, that, that's kind of the point. Like, you don't want to half-ass it. But people actually, it's one of the compliments that I always get is, your website is really good. And so, so when, when I'm saying good job to Daniel and she's clapping, but yeah, it sounds a little funny or sarcastic, facetious, but it's actually but it's one really, of her, yeah, I it's respect sincere. any guy who takes pictures of a lady naked and doesn't, you know. She, yeah. He didn't do that. He didn't do my, my pictures. Mm-hmm. He wasn't your naked lady picture? No, I was didn't take naked photos. I went to Bad Kitty Photography, and I was not bold enough to go 100% Same. nude, but I did go top. I actually ended up taking some shots, which we've seen them. I haven't posted them. The whole concept, right, though, is I was supposed to post 10 of the pictures, and I think I posted one. But I was chicken chicken shit, and I couldn't go 100% nude, but I did get down to just a pair of see-through lace underwear, and I actually felt really good about myself doing it. Cool. I was very empowered. But you guys, if anyone who is like, what the hell is she talking about? If you want to know about my nude photo shoot, you got to go to the website, click on Doc's picture, and click follow her. And you can read about my Bordeaux. At Bordeaux, some point, you gotta Bordeaux. pay though. But um, <laughs> the you first will one's be able free. To see her, yeah. My pictures are badass, but no, because somebody nothing, already is messaging about call me. There's enough random penises on the internet. Yeah. So you're just gonna get all of them through. Okay. But but it's anyway, people. Way, the, 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 when people ask me face. questions, I send them over you to that. That skiff. Oh, I'm all about it. Yeah. In the face. You got to The best. Sorry, I'm gonna send that. When people ask, when people ask questions, either through. 
if it's in Messenger or because they know me and I'm talking about Meraki or they subscribe to the website, I usually will take the question and send it over to Daniel. And then once a month or once every couple weeks, I tell him, I actually write the answer to that question and have him upload it. And it's, our, it's in our blog section, both for the Scribbling Shrinks website and also for Meraki Social Circles website. Somewhere on there, I think under contact us, the questions you guys ask, we actually do answer. But the top question that people ask Miracle. is... Why Meraki? Not necessarily what is Meraki, but people are like, where'd you come up with that word? Or like, mm-hmm. why'd you pick that word? Or who's Meraki? And so we're going to explain wow. why. No, I told, I told you guys. Wow. I told you. Really? Charles, that's the wine talking. <laughs> this is why we can't it's drink. talking a lot. Because <laughs> I'm a little buzzed. I'm drinking juice at this point. Y'all are just... Because you drank the liquor all out. Wait, weren't you drinking? Yeah. I wasn't even drinking liquor. I was drinking... Are you the only sober person at the table? I am. I was <laughs> drinking earlier and she stopped. So anyway... The top question that people ask for, uh, I I guess there's a general theme is people want to know, like, how do we come up with that name? Is the name the name of someone? And or why don't we use our real names? And the reality is we do use our real names. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop. This is so annoying. It totally picks it up. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> the backstory from Meraki is it's personal. Uh, the very short story, and you have to keep listening forever to eventually get the whole story, is that I am Meraki. <laughs> um, it is somewhat of a pen name, a pseudo name, and it's because I did not want to use my real name. Unfortunately, I have been stalked in the past, and I do work in an industry where I try to maintain some anonymity. And so I, when originally Meraki was just kind of like an online blog, and we started originally in 2017, and there was a group of really five, five or six of us, and then we all had our different platforms. We talked about sex, we talked about mental health, one of us talked about social places that we can hang out, specifically a beer blog, another person talked about wine, et cetera, et cetera. We all had our thing. And it didn't work out. First of all, it was way too many people. Second of all, all females. It just never works out. You know, girl groups never last. Sexist. It was just, and it was also very hard to get all of us at the table all at once, which, so there were a lot of scheduling conflicts. And so it kind of went away on that platform. However, I've always, uh, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and I wrote the name, the book under a pen name. And I started a Facebook page in that pen name. And I kept getting a lot of messages, mess- messages through messenger. <laughs> it's the liquor asking me questions. When are you going to write in a book or asking me questions about stuff that was in the book or you should do a blog. And so I thought, Hmm, I want to relaunch Meraki and kind of move those questions that people were asking me over to Meraki and relaunch the podcast, focusing on some of the things that people brought up. The other thing is under the pin name, which I deliberately have not said, because I know somebody's waiting for it. Sorry. I, I lecture. So people who know the pin name for the book I wrote, people will often send me messages and messengers to come do lectures at universities, uh, brunches for female groups, social circles in regards to mental health clinicians for training. They'll read the book and then I'll come in and lecture. I'll ask questions about the book. And I specifically didn't tell people who I was when I wrote the book because I talk about other people in the book and specific things in regards to my work as a clinician. I talk a lot about, I've said it even now on Meraki, that telling my story should not include telling someone else's story without their permission. And so I wrote the book under someone else's name so that people would not be able to identify the people, the settings, and some of the things that I talk about. 
So I will not disclose that. However, it started this whole online buzz where people were always messaging me about things. And there were things that I want to talk about and things that the original Meraki um, was intended for. So when I was, I didn't want to name Meraki after the pen name because then people would find the book. So I was like, okay, how do I come up with another name that is still fitting that would work? And a very short version of the story is I wanted a word that would define us all um, as people, but also a word that that meant something that was meaningful. And Meraki stands for doing something with excellence and love. And I, and I believe that Daniel put the definition up on our website. So if you want to know what it is, it's, it's posted on our website. And so um, social circle quite literally translates into my social circle. My social circle includes Joseph, oh. Trey, um, but even other people who you will hear who visit, who will record. My sister has recorded with us. Um, you know, I have friends coming in over the holidays from uh, the East Coast who will most likely record with us. All of these people are quite literally a part of my social circle, the people I lean on, that I go towards, that I'm comfortable talking to. And the, the overwhelming majority of us also literally work in the social services field. And so social circle is kind of a play on people who work in the social services field, but who are also my social circle. And so we do things with excellence. We don't have this anything, both in our professional lives and in our personal lives. And so Meraki kind of just encompasses that. And so that's where Meraki social circle came from. That's where our name came from. Meraki is not just a blog or a podcast. Um, it's many things. Some people don't know we actually have the Meraki Outreach Foundation, which is a 501c Charlie, and we have our own food kitchen. What's so funny? I'm sorry, you added the little Charlie in there. Really? It's Charlie. That's the best part. Remember what Charlie says? No, I got I, it. Okay. It, well, that's important to know because people, when you buy all of our gear on our website, that money actually goes to the Meraki Outreach Foundation. We have a food kitchen. Uh, we partner with the church. We serve food twice a month. Cold meal, second week of the month. Hot meal, the last week of the month. We also just gave away uh, yesterday. We donated over a thousand gifts for Christmas and we adopted some um, uh, adopted some children, um, about 15 kids from a shelter. And we bought gifts for them as well. And so all of the money that we make through Meraki actually goes out to improving our community in some way, shape, or form. A lot of what we do is actually on a small, even though it's on, I mean, I say we gave away over a thousand gifts and that sounds like a big deal to some people, but we actually deliberately do small things. What we do, we like to have a, a personal touch to it and we want you to feel the personal impact. And so I won't say we will never be a part of a big fundraising type of event or you know, something on a massive scale. Uh, the, the intent behind what we do in, in regards to the 501 is um, a personal touch to people, communities, populations, and not necessarily you're just getting some generic gift basket or gift or card. Uh, for example, all of the gifts we gave out, we also attached a Christmas card and we all signed them. Um, you never know, you know, a hand signed card could be make a a big be a big deal for someone versus a, a stamped card with a generic kind of a stamp signature. What questions have people asked you guys about Meraki? Are there any questions that we need to answer? I know people ask, how do I pick my social circle? I didn't pick my social circle. I mean, I guess, I guess me picking was just who I accept as my friends versus who I don't accept as my friend, my friends. But obviously, all of my friends aren't a part of Meraki social circle. But they also could be. I mean, if someone comes to visit me and they have something they want to talk about, I guess technically we could record. But the core group of us is myself, Trey, and Joseph. I don't know if I necessarily picked them, though. I think they're just 
Afterthoughts. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Thing. Like, I think it just Most happened. The, I think it just happened the way it was supposed to happen. We just ended up. We were the unplanned babies. That's what she just said. Yeah, well, they were the unplanned babies. Well, and you know what? Joseph and I tend to have conversations, and we have for as long as we've known each other. We tend to have these conversations that are very philosophical, very out of the box. Stuff that you don't normally talk about with your friends, probably, but for some reason we go there. And then when I met Trey, it was kind of the same thing. We ran the, it wasn't necessarily that we had conversations like that, but we had a lot in common mm. and we just clicked. And anyone who knows me is I'm not going to go up to someone and just start a conversation and I'm not very extroverted in that way, but for whatever reason, we clicked. And so I was like, yo, you should come record with us. You should be a part of it. Yeah, and, I, and I actually didn't even ask her if she wanted to do it. No. I kind of told her. Yeah, she did. She and it just did. worked. <laughs> and because we had met in orientation for mm-hmm. whatever for the work for the job that we're at right now or the place that we're at, and um, I don't. She was talking. You were talking about South Africa or Africa or something. Yes. And then I was like, Oh, I've been. Have you been to Durban? Or no, I was like, Have you been to um, Joburg, Johannesburg? Yes. And she and had said, said, Oh, yes. I've been to Durban. I went via Johannesburg or Joburg. And I was like, oh, I used to live there. And then from there, it was just like, oh, where else have you visited? And where else? And it was like a three or four day orientation. Yeah. So it was just like. So we sat in the back and didn't pay attention for three Mm -hmm. or four days straight. And we just shot the shit. Shoot the shit, whatever. How do you shoot the shit? It was like one of those really bad, like, college classes when you have, like, a good friend in there and you guys pay no attention because you're just like, uh, did you hear what they said? That was hilarious. It's like no attention. Tomorrow whatsoever. you bring the drinks and I'll bring the grapes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we sit in the back and hang out. And so it was a natural progress. It, it made sense where it's like Trey also specifically had a platform that I thought was vital. I think when we did this in the past, we were all except for one person, we're all essentially older female Older as in like older than my younger sister. Like the things that we talked about were very similar. Mm. It wasn't diverse enough. Mm. And I wanted everyone to be represented. And so naturally because we clicked, I was like, oh, you also cover this demographic that I can't speak to. And then Joseph obviously covers populations that I can't speak to. Multiple. Populations. <laughs> Multiple. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm Hispanic. I'm Native American. I uh, very in tune with your feelings and emotions. It's mm-hmm. true. I'm very emotional. You were a virgin for a good majority of your life. Well, hey, most of us were. Life. Yeah. No, you out. You yeah, out. Virgin you went. You I'm sorry. I was a virgin day. until I was 20, and about a month before my 21st birthday, I got it. Yeah, you held on to yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> no, but I didn't. I, you know what? It's not like I didn't have offers. I mean, any virgin would say that. Whatever. <laughs> but I did. I did have and it's offers. Not, it's not a bad thing, but we I always told pick two we, or three ladies. Nah. We always uh-huh. pick on you because you know, but stereotypically, it's not typically the guy, especially it's, because you're the guy yeah. in the group and you're the one who's like so sensitive. Who <laughs> held on to your rigidity, which are here. all separate things. Mm. Like those are things, qualities that my, we brought to the table. Yeah. My mother had me when she was 15, so it was very important for me to keep chaste or chaste. Um, uh, so. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> it was a choice. It was not some sort of uh, punishment for my own bullshit. For your um, sins. Yeah, for my <laughs> sins, right. You can't have sex because you're, you suck. <laughs> I don't suck. <laughs> so, uh, so most of the common questions um, or things that people say who, who do know one or all of us is people want to know, well, you guys never do introductions. Well, who are you guys? Like, who are you really? Like, who's Meraki? And so we're going to try and answer some of those questions for you. Um, how did you guys meet? What do you guys really do are you really a doc stop asking me that question people so the the first the initial question is we met because we all work together um at some time or another or and or now trey and i see each other typically on a daily basis joseph and i might as well we text just about every day but we used to work together 
for for a very long time, and so we all strip met club. in in <laughs> professional um, settings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. professional. Strip His club. name was Cinnamon. No, it was Sparkle. Hers was milk chocolate. Sparkle. <laughs> and so um, we are professional friends who became personal friends. Who we are individually? Who are you, Trey? Oh, who are you? That's a really deep question. I know. Why did you ask that? Because yeah, yeah. it's the question. You know, like you one of those icebreakers when you start a new job and they're like, tell us about yourself. Oh, those are annoying. Describe yourself. Everybody hates those questions. Mm. No, for us. Who are you? Um, good question. Or I guess in regards to Meraki, like if for people who keep asking who the heck we really are and how we met and all of these just basic questions, what would be like your f- storefront? Uh, <laughs> to the creamy center of Trey. You know what? The creamy center of <laughs> Trey, the name that uh, Joseph hates so much. It's true, I do. Um, I think what originally attracted me to Meraki when I talked to Doc about it was she was open to mental health in the colored community, but not only that, she was more. Why well, I said colored for our South African listeners. Um, <laughs> she wanted to actually do something in the community. So when we had first had our conversation about it, we were with another woman who was super sweet and just really nice I want to me the whole time. Yeah, for us. Um, she, we had all talked about it, and it was more of a, we want to get out and do this and spread exposure to certain areas that aren't, that don't have a light on them. And a lot of it was the African-American community. And if any of you guys know me, I'm half black, half Mexican, and my dad has a little bit of Native American in him. Not sure what kind yet. Ew. <laughs> but, uh, so there's like, there's just a few things that we had hit on. And for me, a lot of the awareness I wanted to spread was through suicide awareness. Cause that's what I worked a majority with when I was in South Africa. So that part had hit me pretty hard when we had gotten to talk about it. So I guess that would be my niche, but I also want to eventually open up a group home. So that was a thing for me, CPS, I work with CASA. Um, if you guys know anything about CASA, it's for court-appointed court special advocates. And it is great. It's a great foundation. If you have time, oh, not even if you have time, make time to go over there and volunteer. You get to basically be with one child that's in CPS for 18 months and you get to follow them through the system. And it's, it's just beautiful to be there for somebody that really needs help when they don't have family and they don't have that support system that a lot of other people have. And uh, a lot of it is also just my background, um, just with my life. And Doc and Joseph know a little bit about it, but it's just been a crazy life, and I continue to have a crazy life that they hear about all the time. Not and, really, though. I oh, think you're kind yeah. of a mystery. Really? Yeah. Doc knows. I tell her. But I guess we won't. I know what her kids did, but I also think she's rationing it out. Like, she's rationing it out. Oh. <laughs> she's playing hard to get with it a little bit. Oh, I see. She's, which, like, which, she's which, like moving through the bases slowly. Which kind of works in our favor, though, because we also said we wanted to use this kind of, like you were alluding to, we wanted to use this as a platform to educate minorities in mm-hmm. general. Um, and not just African Americans, yeah. but, um, but minorities in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because... We are least likely to go to therapy. We are least yeah. likely to ask for help. We have the highest dropout rates. I mean, we are more likely to, if we do end up going to therapy, we'll not go back after um, the first session. We also grow up, like myself, in communities where mental illness didn't exist. No, you prayed um, it away. You prayed it away. You got prayed a spanking. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. looked at it the way that it should be. It wasn't treated the way it is. Very uh, we also have an overwhelming number of, of us 
who are incarcerated, mm-hmm. um, who are not getting treatment in a, and who are ending up in jail versus in hospitals and who probably could have been helped, treated way sooner to where they got to where they were. So we wanted to talk about mental health issues and things that impact our community. But we also wanted to do it in a way that wasn't boring, teachy. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted people to actually listen and we wanted to make it, you know, funny and also the reality of it, make it realistic. When I go to work, it's not all gloomy people who are sad and crying or people just talking to the wall. Sometimes people say the most ridiculous things because they're trying to make themselves look mentally ill or people really are mentally ill, but they know they're mentally ill and they just do their best to get through. And it's, and it's funny and we just laugh and we joke and they're still humans. And, you know, so I, I think also Meraki is a platform that clear up a lot of misperceptions about what it means to be mentally ill and also what it means to be uh, someone who works in the social services field, what our job entails. We don't save people. It is not our job to go in and fix people. Uh, We are more sounding boards um, than anything. Mm. Um, So, uh, Joseph, I also met you in the social services field. It's true. Um, Actually, I've worked directly with, um, I guess, in the social services field for a long time now. I was spent about four years as a program director. And I got a degree in psychology and social behavior from UC Irvine. I'm bragging because that just barely happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm here because uh, I like to talk too damn much. And, <laughs> you know, which works job well, needed someone to talk their asses off. And I'm, I'm all about shits and giggles. And uh, I don't mind talking about stuff and uh, sharing my opinion or viewpoint on life. Because I think that, well, I think it's important to kind of share viewpoints and, uh, and to kind of think about things. I think that's my, my most important thing for me is to make people think about everything because i think all too often everybody's kind of like in this automated process where they're going through their days and eat shit sleep and i think that everybody can take a little time to think about why and what they're doing and um and whether or not they should change i think everybody uh could use a little change and uh so that's why i'm here i'm here because doc asked me to and um I could not resist. I think I, the crazy thing is I think you were invited for like one day to come record with mm-hmm. us on like one podcast and then you never left. I, I've also had a lot of people, um, probably equal amounts of people who say, you know, I was listening to the podcast on Rape Me, for example. Rape Me was a big one. For some reason, a lot of people responded mm-hmm. to that, both personally and through Messenger and through um, the Meraki website were sending messages, just things like that really made me think. Or... You know, I actually thought about it and I went and talked to my kids and it wasn't necessarily about rating each other. It was about self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And so for people who are really paying attention to what we're talking about, we actually are talking about specific issues, but we do it in such a way where it's kind of indirect, but still mm-hmm. hits the nail on the head. So when we were rating each other, you know, one or two people were like, I can't believe you guys rated each other this or you rated each other that. But the overwhelming majority of people were just like, you know what? That actually made me think about it. And when when Joseph rated himself a two and Tracy said she was like a five or a six, I went to the site and was looking at the picture and was like, why would somebody think they're five or a six? And so it made me think about my number and it made me think about how I came up with my number. Mm-hmm. Even when we were talking about online dating, online dating with the majority of the world nowadays finds their partner online. It's a very relevant topic. And so a lot of what we talk about are relevant issues. Amy Geiger and, and, and most of the, even though there's only three of us at the table, you can almost guarantee that one of us is going to disagree, mm-hmm. which makes it even better because you, you get every perspective for the most part. And so people do who really pay attention to the podcast and who follow us understand what we're trying to do. We're addressing real issues in a lighthearted way. I don't think there's anything that people need 
to know about me. The, the, Why? The crazy mm-hmm. thing is a lot of people don't necessarily ask questions about me. They ask who is Meraki, which just is me, which people a lot of people don't know. And like, why did, did, did we pick that name? I don't know what, I mean, what would you guys, I, I wouldn't even know what to share. What would people want to know about me? Are you? Yeah. Like, what would be important for people to know other than what I've already shared? Well, I mean, I think we touched upon it earlier, but I would still ask, well, what's something you struggle with on a daily basis? For people who read my book, they understand that the whole premise of the book I wrote was because I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with OCD, OCPD. Like, I, I struggle. What's OCPD? And so a lot of people don't realize the difference is more of the the ritualistic behavior, the thoughts that go along with it, being a perfectionist. So writing a paper and then feeling like I need to rewrite it 10 different times because it's not perfect. Um, there's rituals that are involved. I'm very ritualistic and only people who are close to me uh, will get to see those things because you have to really be, I try my heart, hardest to try and hide those things. Um, and so I talk about that stuff in the book. And then Meraki was kind of an extension of that. It was... I'm African American, and I know I I know I grew up somewhere where mental health problems didn't exist. But the reality is that's a flaw. That's incorrect. We we all struggle, and I and people who know me who every time I lecture are just like, oh my god, thank you for writing this story. Oh my god, this chapter, everybody had something they could relate to, and so I figured, hmm. And I've had several people say you should have your own TV show, and so. I, I felt the next best thing would be a blog so I could reach out and talk about these things that don't exist in our community, but really do, and do it in a way to get minorities to actually listen, but also to get other people who aren't minorities, non-minorities to listen, because we talk about things that impact everybody for the most part. I have social anxiety for some context. I don't go into crowded settings. You won't catch me in Walmart. I do all my grocery shopping online. For me, it's a big deal. And so being around people terrifies me. And a lot of people would never guess that because I lecture. I do the podcast. People are just automatically assume because I also write in the professional realm and I do presentations for that, that I am this very extroverted, outgoing, in your face, blunt, lively person. And the reality is I'm not. I think people would be extremely surprised to know that I'm probably a step above a hermit. Like, like a stuff, really. (laughs) Yeah. I find peace, like, in my safe place, which is my home. Uh, And so I don't look at it as I'm too scared to go out. I genuinely like my safe place. That in itself could be bad, but I'm not a super extroverted person. Some people have used the word shy. I don't think I'm shy at all. I think I'm just more of an introvert. And I, I have a lot of social anxiety being in crowded places. But the, the whole premise of it was I do struggle and maybe sharing that, at least thus far, people who I've been in personal contact with who know who I am are always saying, thank you, you should do this. Thank you, are you going to write another book? Thank you, you should start a blog. And so I did. So please keep sending us your questions. The only thing that I really ask is a lot of a lot of you folks are sending us messages through Messenger especially to like our stuff. I get, I get messages about your favorite podcast, your comments about the podcast, but also about the Scribbling Shrink. But no one likes the page or they won't post it to the actual website. People post, will send us messages on Messenger and an email, but they don't post to, the, to Facebook and they don't actually send the messages through the website. And so that, I guess the only thing that I would request is that 
share with everyone. Don't just send me a message, although I will keep responding. Ideally, I post it to Facebook so everyone can see the questions that you you're can, asking. You can post it directly to our page yeah, if you'd like. And uh, myself, Doc, or Trey will answer your question, or people will answer, depending on what the question is. You know. People always, people are also asking, are we going to do videos? Are you going to get a YouTube channel? Are you going to post videos? It's kind of cool to see who's talking. Um, I mean, at some point we might, some point, we might yeah. tape us doing, recording the session. But a lot of times, like right now. <laughs> she's not even wearing underwear. She's not even wearing a bra. I don't think she brushed her teeth. I um, did brush my teeth. I just rolled over out of bed, brushed my teeth. We have we all had breakfast together this morning, and then we just walked in here, and I'm not dressed appropriate sometimes. Yeah, we're not. Hey, man. <laughs> we're you eating. guys want to see my ugly ass talking, you're more than welcome. Well, yeah, maybe in the future we'll we'll, we'll do it. After maybe we'll gone, make it after like. After making enough money to have Botox <laughs> and uh, breast lift, um, that's me I'm talking about. And maybe we'll do it as like a monthly thing, or we'll do like a special or something. Maybe the next time we answer your questions, it'll be yeah, a visual vlog. Yeah. yeah, because those are short and quick, and we don't yeah, worry too much. Yeah, well, it looks like a little clip, but for now, yeah, we're not even dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dressed? The hell are you talking I'm about? I'm not dressed. <laughs>